Unifin is uh, the leading independent leasing company in Latin America. We are a public company. We make our IPO in 2015. And since then, the, the company has shown tremendous growth. And why has corporate governance become so important to Unifin? We need to analyze corporate governance prior to doing the IPO and after the IPO. When Rodrigo Lebois decided to go and make the Unifin public, he started to enhance its board. He asked very well-respected entrepreneurs in the country to join the board. And now we have 50% of that board to be independent. When we did the IPO, that was one of the key questions that we received from investors. How is your corporate governance? Who is in your board? Because being a new company into the market for a leasing business posed a real challenge to have a very successful IPO, which by the way, it was. And corporate governance played a very, very strong uh, point for getting the trust of investors. How has your corporate governance changed over recent years and do you have further improvements planned? Whatever that is released as a best corporate governance practice, we for sure we're going to be implementing that. Particularly when you hear many, many things on, on, on Latin America and, and some other thing, Mexico needs to comply even further. That will be the US on this matter. In Mexico, the Business Council release their best corporate governance practices, and we comply 100% with those. Uh, we are subject, of course, to the Banking Commission supervision, uh, and, and, and we are a very transparent company. We have put a lot of efforts on enhancing corporate governance because of this. So whatever that is released or suggested to be a, a best corporate governance practice in the future, we're going to implement in the company. How do you make sure that you are as transparent as possible with your shareholders? <clears throat> Well, we, we had on a quarterly basis our, our press release and our conference calls. We attend, I will say, perhaps twice a quarter to different conferences or doing these non-deal roadshows. And that's the way that we communicate to our, to our shareholders and to our bondholders. Because one of the most important ways that the company has financed itself over the last years has been issuing in the public markets. So Unifin is in the spotlight in that regard. We have access over the last... Uh, 24 months, more than $1.2 billion in the international markets. So the trust is there. We need to fulfill that trust. You know? So we need to continue keep working because there are things that matter and matter a lot to our either shareholders or bondholders. And what would you say is the investor outlook for Unifin? I will say it's very strong, very positive. If we analyze the numbers of Unifin over the last three years, we have had compounded annual growth rate of 50% at revenues and profits. Uh, our, since the IPO, the stock has more than double its, its value. So the outlook for the company looks promising. Of course, it's going to be driven by the political views and the economic policies to be implemented in the upcoming years. We have the threat of NAFTA. No? There is a lot of uncertainty right now on what is going to be uh, NAFTA. But no matter what the outcome of those two major events are, Unifin is very strong. Unifin has been uh, in the market through difficult times and has been successful going through. So we're confident that we're going to be capable of addressing uh, good results, good numbers in the upcoming years. Sergio, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for watching. If you started here, click through to watch the first half of our interview with Sergio Camacho about the trends affecting Unifin's business lines, or learn more at unifin.com.mx. And as always, please subscribe for the latest international business insights from worldfinance.com.